Hello and welcome to the Two Beers Show. I'm Adam. And I'm Alex. Welcome to episode 27. Or also known as? Last Orders. Last Orders. We're wrapping up for this series because I'm going away. Yeah. We're parting. For four months. That's right. That's right. Going travelling. That's it. Yeah. For now. For now. Series one. There we go. Um, going to start by saying thank you very much for everyone who's listened to our little podcast and all the breweries that have got involved. And uh, I feel like I've learned a lot about beer. Yeah, I think I think we think we definitely learned a lot, haven't we? Definitely. Tried a lot of beers. Tried a lot of beers, which um, we'll get onto that in a minute. Talk about some of our favourite beers from the last few months. But also coming up on the show, we've got, as always, beer news and a game. We've got four beers, a bumper crop to leave you with. Yeah. Two beers from the Muswell Hill Brewers uh, of North London, and two beers from Newcastle's Brinkburn Street Brewery. Very good. North London, North England. North London, North England, yeah. So that to look forward to. But today I've done a little list of all of the beers that we have tried over the last 26 shows. What we've done is we've both gone and had a look at this list and we've circled some favourites and some standout beers and breweries. So, Alex, do you have a 3-2-1 rundown in, in order? Yeah, I've got a 3-2-1. Quite, quite a challenge to do this. That's a tough. There have been no no bad beers, only a couple of occasions we were made, we weren't ready. We were, we were challenged. We were challenged. And we weren't up to that challenge. So, so a couple of those. But yeah, generally there's been yeah some, some amazing beers. Um, I think I think I can go with a three two one, which I'm reasonably happy with. Okay. Um, so in third place, um, I have gone with the Firebird Brewery's Pacific Gem. Oh yeah. Um, so both Firebird beers that we got were amazing, oh, yeah. and I wanted to pick one of them. And I think that was my favourite. Great brewery, definitely. It really stands out. Number two, I'm going to go with the Siren Brewery Chocolate Caribbean Chocolate Cake. Oh really? Um, that was pretty early on. Yeah, it was just yeah. Really memorable. That one was like a wow beer. Yeah. I think 7%, if I remember right. Something rightly. like that, yeah. It was infused with cacao nibs. Yeah, it was pretty intense. It was amazing. A good experience, that one. I'm going to go with Beavertown's Bloody L. Yeah, That's my favourite beer. I mean, of it's course. probably my favourite beer maybe ever. I mean, I love it. So, yeah, that. There you go. 3, 2, 1. Interesting. We actually, in our rundown, this we didn't confer over this. We have one beer in common in that rundown. There you go. So for me, I've gone with the Kiln Brewery Bricks and Porter Smoked Porter uh, yes. for number three. I remember you loved that one, yeah. I really like that. And I think that was one of the yeah, one of the first porters we had. And that really I'm now I'm now I'm unashamed to say I'm I'm a porter man. You're now. a porter. Porter, I'm a, yeah. I'm a porter man, and that's from the Kiln Brewery. Uh, number two. The Siren Caribbean chocolate cake. Oh there it is, number I, two. I agree. Yeah. Definitely. Tasty, distinct, yeah, really nice. And uh, unanimous silver medal for Siren. Yeah, silver medal. Oh, should have Olympic theme. Should have Olympic theme. It is fun, you know. Uh, we, we, we live in it. Number one for me though, Fixed Wheel Brewery Spartacus Belgian IPA. Oh wow, really? Yes. That I mean, I remember that was a fantastic beer. That was that was that made my top six. Oh nice. You know, there was, we didn't do top six, but yeah, we could have done. We could have done. We were only a, we were doing an Olympic medal system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No points for fourth place. Because we've drunk so many beers over the last six, seven months, we thought, you know, it's unfair perhaps to just to do a, a top three. So some notable beers now, or for any reason that you might have picked out, what have you 
picked from the list, Alex? So a couple of notable ones. Um, first one was the so from our Belgian themed show mm. um, where we had the Trappist Rochefort and the Petrus. I think the Petrus sour um, beer. I mean, it was difficult. Yeah, I mean, it was basically probably probably really good, but <laughs> but we weren't we weren't up to it. So that That's one true. really stands out as something I'd probably order for a friend <laughs> and be like, try this, it's amazing. And then they might not like you. For they that. might, yeah, but you know, it's it's one of those. It's they'd true. remember it. Yeah, they so would. That's good. That's true. Both of those, in fact, and weren't they ratebeer.com like one hundred and ninety nine yeah, like, yeah. or so something? So they must be great. I mean, they definitely are. They definitely are, but we're not. Still, I think not there. No, we didn't. Yeah, another twenty seven shows. <laughs> and then I, I went with the the Pope of Dope Lemon and Hibiscus Saison from the Fixed Wheel Brewery, which was a yeah kind of a, a pinkish. Um, pinkish beer and probably our first saison I think it was our first saison it's when um, we learnt what saison was yeah and it was really yeah just a memorable one and another one I thought really stood out was the Empress mm. which is the what the uh, golden ale which was designed was, to go with uh, curry yeah um, yeah and I think I mean some amazing beers I think those 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 three stand out as yeah, just some of the most memorable ones. Yeah, really nice. Uh, the two beers we had from Bedlam Brewery, the India Pale Ale and the Benchmark, oh, yeah. both like yeah, yeah. solidly brilliant beers. Really early days, the Einstock Icelandic White Ale. And another one for me from just a couple of weeks ago, the Bricknell Brewery Slavanka 1873 Imperial Russian Stout. Because yeah. the guy is brewing out of a garage in Hull and he's pulling out like a 9% whatever it was, 7 or 9% Imperial Russian stout. It was pretty imposing, wasn't it? And naming it after a boat from the 19th century. I mean, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Amazing, amazing beers. But no losers on this list. All great beers. We've now got two more breweries to try this show. And the first of which are Muswell Hill Brewers from Muswell Hill, postcode N10 in North London. Got a couple of very attractive labelled beers there, Alex. What have we got? So we've got um, a summer ale called Sunny Afternoon. Mm-hmm. Lovely green, yeah, lo- lovely branding on it. Um, this is 5.9% summer ale. Um, with this is the this is the brewery that they've made. They've grown their hops in their back garden. Is that right? That's right. So as well as some other other hops that they might mix together, they all grow. It's three. It's a bit of background on the brewery. Uh, it's three guys who've been brewing together on a kind of amateur level for a couple of years. And they've been producing loads of beers over that time, but these they're now getting a bit serious. They're getting their license this month to sell the beers. And they'll be you can catch them at different festivals and check them out on their Twitter and Facebook pages to find out where they'll be. Uh, but yeah, they grow grow their own hops, one of the hops mm-hmm. that they use in their beers. So they brew they, they say on the front, brewed with real N ten hops yeah. on the postcode Muswell Hill. Uh, yeah, so we've got the sunny afternoon, and what else have we got? So we've also got the the Muswell Hillbilly, which is an IPA. They say the Muswell Hillbilly IPA is kind of an all-round IPA. They do a stronger version as well, which has a bit more grain in it, a bit more of a kick, but this one is 5.5%. The Summer Ale, the sunny afternoon, they're big Kinks fans, so a lot of their naming relates back to the Kinks, big Kinks fans. They say for this summer ale that it's got a bit of a wheat beer edge and we should look out for citrus and bergamot notes. Citrus and what, sorry? Bergamot. 
Bergamot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's, I'm sure we know what that is. Yeah. I'm sure we know what that tastes like. We should do Absolutely. by now, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah. So uh, let's. we're going to do slightly differently this week. We're both going to be tasting both of these beers at the same time. Because we've got the second round. Because we've got another brewery yep. to fit in. So let's crack open the beers. Which one would you like to start with, Alex? Let's start with the sunny afternoon, since it's a sunny afternoon. Perfect. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. I can definitely taste that citrus. Yeah. Not as wheaty, not a kind of wheat beery as I no. thought it might be from the note, but but it does almost but taste good like, for me. Yeah. It does almost taste like there's been a lemon, lemon sitting in there, you know, like a, mm-hmm. a hoe garden sometimes has. I can I can see what they mean by the by how wheaty it is. They use Munich malt in here and Bohemian pilsners oh. in the grain. I'm going to note some words down, and then I've got a bit of beer news, Alex. Okay. Good news for beer festival fans. Uh, as long as you're willing to travel, North Korea have launched their first beer festival. Oh, that is excellent news. Currently on, and for the next, uh, it was launched last week. Launched is an interesting word to be using around North Korea, but anyway. <laughs> um, launched last week, and it's on for 20 days. Uh, it's They say the event is proving popular with foreign tourists as well as local drinkers. There's a quote here I've got from a guy called Simon who runs a tour company, which he says has brought 100 visitors to the festival. All our customers have enjoyed it greatly, with the highlights being interaction with a large number of local people who are also enjoying themselves. He says, course, it's, yeah. it's a testament to the universal power of a couple of cold beers on a warm evening to make people get along with each other. Yeah. yeah. Wow. They, yeah. Even in North Korea. I, I want to see what that looks like. Well, I'm pa- I'll paint a picture for you, shall Okay, I? paint a picture. So it's in Pyongyang uh, by a floating pontoon restaurant, apparently. Sounds lovely, yeah. The guests will be served by waiters in white and blue uniforms. Uh, Drinkers will be offered an array of local beers, which also includes North Korea's highest quality white rice and dark beers, as well as several brews from their their kind of one brewery, basically, called the Taedong Gang Factory. Taedong Gang Factory? Mm Mm-hmm. Sounds charming. (laughs) Um, Korean, do you want to hear what North Korea television says? I would, I, yes. In contrast can you do to... It? Can you announce, do Ooh, it no. in the North Korean... Oh, no. The Pyongyang Taegonggang Beer Festival shows our people's lives filled with happiness and optimism, building up a people's paradise and a highly civilised socialist society, while smashing the US and its followers' heinous moves to isolate and stifle the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. Yeah, I mean that's exactly what a beer festival should be doing. Smashing, Smashing. penis moves. They've got it. They've got. They've got it down, haven't they? They've got mm. the uh, the perfect atmosphere. Really nice. So, I thought I'd, I'd find out a bit about this brewery, this North Korean yeah, brewery. Yeah, nice. So, according to the New York Times, the beer that it produces has an alcohol content of five percent, with a taste resembling British ale. Apparently, hmm. a full-bodied lager, a little on the sweet side, with a slightly bitter aftertaste. There okay. Now, then I looked into the brewery. It was actually a British brewery that the North Koreans bought, came over here, disassembled it, took it back to North Korea, and put it back together again. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know they did stuff like that. Well, it's happened. In, apparently, in the year 2000, uh, there was, a, there was a, as far as tension between the West and North Korea goes, it was at a decent yeah. point. 
uh, North Korea, the government decided to acquire a brewery. They bought the intact and still in place brewery plant of the closed Ushers of Trowbridge in Wiltshire. They paid one and a half million pounds for it. Team from North Korea travelled to Trowbridge to dismantle it, reinstalled it in North Korea, and it was operational from 2002. And they were exporting beer, so the bad news is you want to get your hands on this beer. They were exporting it to South Korea, but that stopped in mid-2007 after, with no warning, the brewery increased the price of the beer by 70%. Hmm, that's too much, isn't it, to do just overnight? Overnight, so the South Koreans were like, no. We'll just have some of our own South Korean beer. Yeah, and, and other it. ones from yeah, around the world. from anywhere, yeah. <laughs> um, so that put paid to that, and so now, but now you've got the beer festival. So now, you, yeah, exactly. So the beer festival, you mm. can, is it buyable in shops? Do they have shops? No, there's no shops, are there? Apparently, according to expats who are living or working in North Korea, like the, the few uh, diplomats and stuff like that, in kind of the hotels and restaurants, it's a very available okay. beer. The Tae Dong Gang. Tae, Go- Tae Dong Gang beer, yeah. I'd like to try some. Well, there's only one thing. I tell you what, though, if you miss this beer festival in September, they're having another beer festival. <laughs> I'm delighted to hear that. Same so, beer? Yeah, I imagine exactly. Same beer. <laughs> be exactly the same. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. That's a good bit of beer news. I would like to go to a North Korean beer festival. I kind of would, actually. Yeah. Just to see. See if we can get some tokens. You know, you line up, you get your tokens. <laughs> would there be like a fiddle band playing? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Just a few kegs laying around. Mm-hmm. Wet tables. Keg, 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 missile silo, keg. <laughs> You know, yeah, smashing U.S. deceitful <laughs> yeah. regime. Bit of propaganda on the wall. Oh yeah, nice bit of yeah, lovely. How is your sunny afternoon summer ale going down? I, I really, really like it. Smooth, it's just swimming. Yeah, it's it's just a delicious beer. With uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really tasting that like lemon and lime. Mm. Mm-hmm. It does make it harder to uh, write a word for it though. You've absolutely you've necked it. Do you have time it. to get to get those? Um, I got a few. Buds. I got a few taste buds round it, but it was just so s- smooth. Well, smooth. That's what you're gonna go for. Yeah, smooth. I think smooth is my word. Okay, so that's the first of our two from the Muswell Hill Brewers. Uh, onto the IPA, Alex. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. It smells a bit orangey. In mm. contrast, this bit you can smell kind of honey. From one citrus to another. Oh, it smells amazing. Mm. I think it's, it's just they've just chucked so much flavour in there. Both of these. Yeah. It's just so drinkable. I mean, I, could, I would order this all, all afternoon, this IPA. I, yeah. I think I'd, I mean, they're both fantastic, but this IPA is just amazing. Really nice. Again, it's gone. Like, we've just had it and it's gone. We've had it and it's gone, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I need to get some more. They'd better hurry up with their yeah. liquor license. Up their output. Okay, so I've got a word for my uh, Muswell Hill Brewers IPA. Very good. So now, we're on to brewery number two for the evening. The two breweries show. The two breweries show, yeah. We've, Cracking, serious, yeah serious. Cracking through them. Second brewery uh, from Newcastle, Brinkburn Street Brewery. Uh, formed in January 2015 and started brewing in September last year. They are a 10-barrel brewery located in Biker in Newcastle, mm-hmm. which consists, for anyone out there who, who knows, because I don't really know what this means, Consists of a 10-barrel kettle and mash tun with six five-barrel separately temperature-controlled fermenters 
to provide a brewing capacity of up to 7,500 pints per week. I mean, it all sounds pretty, like a pretty legit operation, doesn't it? Especially the 7,500 pints a week. Yeah, that's a good amount. So, you know, they're, they're new, but they're bursting onto the scene. Bursting. Bursting. What have we got there, Alex? So we've got two beers here. We've got the Biker Brown Ale. It's 4.8%. Um, it says that it's a balanced malty and hoppy brew with chocolate and biscuit notes, leading to a subtle hoppy finish. And that it's a hoppy version of a traditional Newquay, Newcastle Brown Ale. Always went Newquay, huh? first name terms. Yeah. And we've also got this. This looks interesting. Very interesting. Geordie Pagoda. 4.8%. Um, and it is a light pale ale um, with Japanese hops. So it uses sriracha, ace leaf, and azaka, azacha, azaka pellet mm. hops. I'm not sure. I, th- I guess the sriracha is Japanese. I'm not sure if the azaka is. Yeah. Um, and it says that it's got a light citrus and mango flavour with a hint of coconut. Ooh. Which sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, you don't associate. Newcastle and Japan together, do you? I never thought about them in the same. Well, maybe same, we should. Maybe we should. We absolutely should. Yeah. I mean, maybe we, maybe there is a, a large Japanese contingent in Newcastle. I've no doubt there know. is. Yeah, yeah. And but it's just you know one of those things. Anyway, it's there nice. it is. Here it is in a bottle. So now we're thinking about it together. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they say it's wonderfully balanced and refreshing citrus taste with a hint of coconut and floral flavors. So coconut, mango, citrus. I mean, I'm. Very excited about that one, but both of them, and they look fantastic. The labelling is great, nice half litre bottles. Perfect. Let's crack into the beers. Distinct colours going on here. The the Biker Brown Ale is dark. I mean, dark, dark brown. It is. And that intrigues me as a porter man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Geordie Pagoda, nice and light, bit of fizz to it, bit of life. But I think we're going to go main course, the Biker Brown out, and then follow it on with the Geordie Pagoda that with sounds- those, those light mango coconut dessert toes. Sounds sensible. Right. Cheers. Cheers. Straight away, that smell it is does amazing. smell, yeah, porterish, shouldn't it? Yeah. Really dark. Oh, but really light flavour. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. That's like, really it's nice. a weird. It's not weird. It's an interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting balance between, uh, yeah, kind of dark bit like dark porter mm. beer flavors, and kind of a, just a real light taste on the tongue. Mm. You smell it and you think, oh, I'm going to go into a, like a stout here. Yeah. But then, the aftertaste is quite dark and malty. But initially, it's really light, really refreshing. So while we uh, sip away and make some notes. I've got a little game for you, Alex. Okay. It's a classic game. Perfect. I'm sure many people have played. <laughs> I like games. You like games, good. So, we've had the first brewery from Muswell Hill, the second brewery from Newcastle. Yes. So, obviously, the classic game, Hill or Castle? Hill or Castle? Hill or Castle. It's a classic, yeah, very nice. There you go. So, I'm going to give you some names. Obviously, you need to tell me if that is a hill. Well, that is a castle. Hill or castle? Does what it says. It couldn't be simpler. Couldn't be simpler. You ready? Yep. Number one, Pennard. Pennard. P e double n a r d. Is it a hill or a castle? Oh. Um, it's a good one, isn't it? It's, uh, it feels like it should be probably in the UK. 
Pennard. Oh, I should say. Oh, right, They're all well, in the British Isles. So that's one point for me. One point for you. Well done. I didn't Thanks, even yeah, set yeah. that out. No, no. Um, Pennard is a hill. I'm afraid Pennard is a castle. It's a ruined castle near the village of Pennard in the Gower Peninsula in South Wales. Oh, yeah. It was originally built in the early 12th century as a timber ringwork following the Norman invasion of Wales. Um, it was rebuilt in stone in the 13th and 14th centuries, which added a gatehouse. Uh, but it was abandoned and fell into ruin after encroaching sand dunes kind of came up the coast and kind of took over it. Restoration work was carried out in the 20th century and it's now protected as a Grade 2 listed building. Well, I'm glad to hear that. There you go. Pennard. Pennard Castle. Tumps. T-U-M-P-S. Tumps. Tumps. I don't like saying that word or hearing it. Tumps. Yeah, I don't like it. It's like a, someone with a speech impediment talking about the... Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Republican nominee. Um, Tumps. Tumps. Tump, is it a hill or a castle? Hill or a castle, yeah. Um, that is a castle. I'm afraid not. <laughs> I'm afraid not, no, sir. You, you switch, haven't you? You haven't played hill or castle recently. <laughs> no. This actually refers to many, many hills and mountains. Oh, I should have known better. It's a classification. So much like the Munros, they're a group of mountains above a certain height. Tumps are all hills in Britain that have a prominence of 30 metres or more. 30 metres? That's it, yeah, 30 metres. According to the editors of the database of British and Irish hills, there are over 16,000 tumps in the UK. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, they're, low, they're probably more than that. There you go. I think I walked across. Actually, thirty meters is quite high, isn't it? How high is a bus? Oof. Five meters. Piece of string. Five meters. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't, no, not five meters. How much? How, how let's, let's start with how tall is a person? Well, we're different heights. Yeah, but how? You know, normal height. One meter. One and a half meters. No, that's surely. That's surely. One point two meters short, isn't it? Let's say a meter. A metre is normal height. I don't height. know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about height. Oh my God, I we should We need do to a... go back to the, 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 the measurement thing last, oh, last week. Yeah, we do, the SI units. The SI yeah. units. Anyway, enough of that nonsense. Right. Um, good, it's quite, that's a lot of those. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. So far, not faring that <laughs> not well. Not faring that well. Really getting tied up on these castles <laughs> and hills. Great End. Great End. Is that a hill or a castle? Uh, that is a hill. That is a hill. You're off the mark. That's the most northerly mountain in the Scarfell chain in the Lake District. Ah, very good. Um, Alfred Wainwright, who wrote kind of like the comprehensive walking hill type books of the Lake District, describes Great End by saying, This is the true lakeland of the Fellwalker. The sort of terrain that calls him back time after time. The sort of memory that haunts his long winter exile. It is not the pretty places, the flowery lanes of Grasmere or Derwent Water's wooded bays that keep him restless in his bed. It is the magnificent ones, places like Great End. I mean, that's good stuff, isn't it? That's, that's... That, you don't get rising like that, that, you know, that too, too regularly anymore. No. <laughs> okay. Right, at this point, we're halfway through the game. Yep. Have you got a word for your Biker Brown Amulet? I do. Perfect, so have I. So shall we move on to the Geordie Pagodas? Yes. Cheers. Cheers. 
The smell is very floral. It smells like a can jar smell of the, honey. I can smell the coconut as well, can you? I can smell, oh, I can smell the mango. Oh. I can smell the coconut. Oh my god. It smells amazing. Have you tasted it no, yet? No, not yet. It's amazing. You're going to need a second sip to transition. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is that is tropical. That's unbelievable. Mm. What are you what are they doing up in Newcastle? I mean, this has tr- transformed my internal um, perspective on Newcastle. Yeah. And beer in a way. Well, bloody hell. When was the last time you had a beer with like mango and coconut notes? Never. I never have. Yeah. I mean, this is yeah, this is an amazing beer. Mm. Really ambitious. Yeah. But it's just delicious. Like um, there's no there's no unpleasant no. like clash of anything. On paper, I was like intrigued to try it because it sounded so different. I didn't really think it was going to come together, but it does. It really does. It's really, I mean, it's, it manages to have all of these kind of quite strong flavours, mm. but stay quite quite light. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. like syrupy or no. And they uh, seem separate flavours as well. They they don't clash with each other. Yeah. They they're all there. That's amazing. Mm. Right. So. Now we've rejuvenated with this kind of yeah. sweet elixir from the, the tropics. Back to Hill or Castle, Alex. Okay. So in, we'll recap from part one. Part one of Hill or Castle, I believe you were trading 2-1. Yep, 2-1. So the second three. Drum. 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 Um, I believe that is a hill. That is a hill. Fantastic stuff. In Welsh, it means the ridge... Uh, it is a summit in the Carnadaw Mountains in North Wales. Uh, it is 770 metres above sea level, which is 2,526 feet. Woodcroft. Hill or castle? Hill or castle, yes. Haven't changed the game. Castle. That's a castle. That is a castle. Also, this is a castle that's currently for sale. Okay, how much How much are they asking for? Let me, let me give you the spiel first. Okay, give me the spiel. Built at the end of the 13th century... Uh, this castle is near Peterborough. Named after the Woodcroft family who owned it around this time, the medieval remains of the castle today include a front, a circular tower, a gatehouse and a moat. Woodcroft Castle was held by the Royalists during the English Civil War, but was successfully attacked and taken by the parliamentary forces in 1648. Today, the castle is a Grade Two listed building and it's currently on the market for one and a half million pounds. I mean, that's for a castle. I mean, it seems all right, isn't it? You could buy a two-bedroom flat in London for one and a half million pounds. All right. I mean, you could. Yeah, you could. Well, you could buy a disfunct. Uh, you could buy a closed English brewery and take it to North yeah, Korea. Take it to North Korea. Um, you know, the, the North Koreans could well have bought that castle. They could have done, yeah. A bit more difficult to ship, maybe. Yeah, I mean, probably true. a brewery would be difficult to ship. Well, they took it. They came over. They took it apart. I'd love to have seen that. Major, amazing. Love to, there should be a documentary about that. If there's not a documentary about that, someone's missed a trick. What were the BBC doing in the early well, 2000s? I mean, oh, uh, 9-11. Oh, yeah, okay, so this Geordie Pagoda has really upped your game here. Hmm. Hill or Castle game. Yeah, I mean... As you knew it would. Yeah, it's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit me up. So I've got final question. 3-2 at the moment to me. It is, overall. Yeah, yeah overall, yeah, 2 2, overall. Can it finish a draw? Will you win a game for the first time in a few weeks? It's been a few weeks, yeah. It's been a few weeks. Glamis. G L A M I S. Glamis. Can you use it in a sentence? 
Is Glamis a castle <laughs> or a hill? Um, it is a castle. What do you think that? Uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's quite a nice name for a castle and doesn't feel like a name for a hill. It is a castle, Alex. Extraordinary. Well done. Um, now, this is an interesting one. Okay. Situated beside the village of Glamis in Angus in Scotland, it is currently home to the Earl and Countess of Strathmore and Kinghorn. It's also open to the public. It was the childhood home of Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother. Oh, wow. And her second daughter, Princess Margaret, was born at Glamis Castle. However, there's a darker side. Oh, dear. Glamis Castle is regarded as one of the most haunted castles in Britain, having more ghost stories and legends attached to it than any other castle within the British Isles, with up to 20 different spirits reportedly residing in the castle and its grounds. That's a lot, isn't it? 20? That's quite a lot. I wouldn't put that on the market. You wouldn't get one and a half million for that, would you? Certainly not. Would you like to hear the most famous story? Yes. The Monster of Glamis. The Monster of Glamis. Yes. The monster, which is also a ghost. Yes. Sorry, I mean, I, I'm jumping to conclusions here. Look, people have been terrified by this. Yeah, I think no you're making doubt. light. No, I'm not at all. No, no, absolutely not. Good. The most famous legend connected with the castle is that of the Monster of Glamis, a hideously deformed child born to the family of the manor. Some accounts came from the singer and composer Virginia Gabriel, who stayed at the castle in 1870. According to her story, the monster was kept in the castle all his life, and his suite of rooms were bricked up after his death, and he now haunts the place. Once this kind of monster of Glamis story, you know, bricked up the suites and whatever, uh, had got out, guests that were staying at Glamis, to try and prove this, they went into all the rooms and they hung towels from the windows of every room they could enter to then go outside to see if there was any that had a false wall that were yeah. they couldn't get to in a bid to find the bricked up suite of the monster. When they looked at it from the outside, several windows were apparently towelless. Bloody hell. I mean, there's only one possible, only one possible cause for that, mm -hmm. and that's... Monster. Monster of Glamis. So there you go. That is the classic game, Hill or Castle, that we, I mean, know, we know and love. I think you've peaked at that game, um, and that's an excellent way to, to bow out. Lower the drawbridge. To lower the drawbridge on the, the uh, series. On the series of games that you've come up with. So that's it for this week and this series of the Two Beer Show. Again, thank you very much for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. Before we go, Alex, what are your words for your beers? Okay, so let's start with the Muzzle Hill Brewery. Yeah. Um, so for the sunny afternoon, mm -hmm. I went with, it tastes a bit like lemon and lime cheesecake. I agree with it. That's much better than mine. I've just gone smooth because it was a, you know, it, it's a sunny day. That's what you want to drink. It's going to go down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you're spot on. Delicious. For the IPA from the Muzzle Hill Brewers, I've gone with pancakes. Pancakes. Which yeah, for okay. me is the sweetness. It's uh, yeah. a, bit of, a bit of milk there, a bit of... Anything yeah. on the on the pancakes? Is there any? Was it lemony ones or was it? No, no, it's a honey honey pancake. Honey pancakes. Mm. Okay, nice. Yeah, for that IPA, I've gone with kind of orange and honey flavors. Absolutely. I mean, but yeah, I mean, both of those Muscle Hill beers were just just so drinkable. Really, really nice. Perfect for a sunny afternoon. I think both of them. Yes. They should call them both sunny afternoon <laughs> just to confuse because confuse the everyone. Uh, for the Brinkburn Street Brewery, uh, let's start with the Biker Brown Ale, four point eight percent. 
I gone with there's a lot of flavors in there. I've gone with char grilled. Okay. So that was my first initial thing. I'm getting like barbecue, like that kind yeah. of. It's light. It's drinkable. It's uh, it's like a nice cooked steak. Oh, just really nice. Mm-hmm. What do you got? I've gone with bourbon biscuits. Hmm. Because um, it's, it's almost chocolatey, isn't it? Because bourbon, bourbon biscuits aren't chocolate, are they? It's not no, a chocolate flavour. But that's right. But, and for me, this was my favourite beer of the four. Yeah. The Geordie Pagoda, I've gone tropical. Just tropical. Yeah, it definitely is. It's really tropical. You can, you can put a little uh, umbrella in it. You could. Glacé cherry. You should, yeah. I've gone with rice pudding and marmalade. Wow. So whack in a bit of rice pudding, put a bit of... Put a bit of uh, orange orange marmalade. Have a, have a sip. I think you'll I think you'll be okay. I'm I think you'll agree. The marmalade. I definitely hear you. No rice pudding. No, where's where's that. those mango notes? Where's those coconut notes? No, but maybe it's ma- maybe it's mango marmalade. Mango marmalade and coconut rice pudding. Which was your favourite? Oh, it's a tough one. Mm. I mean, these four beers are really exceptional. Yeah, really um, good. My favourite is probably the the sunny afternoon. Ooh! To be honest, if, if all four, all yeah, all of them, yeah. all of them, all four of these are at a bar, that's a perfect evening. I'm leaving because I'm really bad at making decisions. <laughs> no, you're staying for for kind of four Child. to eight pints. Okay, there you go. Yeah, there we go. So, um, thank you very much to the Muswell Hill Brewers, and we wish them all the best with their license and selling their beers. And if you're in North London or beyond, check them out on uh, I believe they're on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, if you like the sound of the Brinkburn Street Brewery, they're online at brinkburnbrewery.co.uk. Um, and if you're in Newcastle, lucky you, so get down to Biker and get and get in that brewery. They're making some amazing beers. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, cheers, Alex. Cheers. It's been a pleasure. It's been a great pleasure. And thank you very much to all the uh, brewers who have yeah. shared their riches with us. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>